Welcome to the Investment Show, the ultimate guide of going from zero to one hundred in personal finance and investments. So, um, I believe the usual method that people look at is uh, buying a, a, a stock at a price and then selling it at a uh, you know at a price when it goes up is called uh, long investing. If I'm not wrong. Yeah, there is a long-term investment, short-term investments, speculation, as I mentioned to you. See, equity as a as a instrument is actually uh, suitable only for a investor who's got longer time frame. Right. Because equity works only in the long run. Correct. Equity is like fire. Okay. Fire. If you know how to handle fire. Uh, then you can actually use uh, the fire for cooking. You can use it for heating. You can use it for various industrial purpose. It is very useful. But if you do not know how to handle fire, then it can actually burn you down. Correct. Yeah. So equity has the same characteristics. If you know how to handle it, then in the long run, if you are patient, if you are holding on to the right uh, kind of stocks, and if you spend the right time of uh, right amount of time. Uh, with that stock, then it actually gives a handsome return. Correct. But if you if you uh, do not understand what are you, what you are buying, and if you don't have time and patience, and if you keep doing a lot of trading, and then it is actually becomes very dangerous. You can lose your capital also. Sure. So long term investment equity is meant for long term investments, and it has different tax implication also. If you uh, buy and sell something within a year. And make some profit. If you are, uh, you know, if you are making certain profit, then the tax implication is different. If you hold on for more than a year and then sell an equity, then the tax implication is different. So there are tax impact, there are cost, transaction cost involved, and then the opportunity. So a, a investor who's beginner, who's a beginner in Indian equity market or any other part of the world, should actually. First, ask himself or herself: Do I have the patience to hold on to an investment for longer period of time? So, equity should be minimum three to four years. If you do not have anything less than three to four years time to hold on to an investment in equity, then actually you should not actually buy equity, okay. because in short run it can be extremely volatile. And when the market becomes volatile, the investors actually uh, become fearful, and then they jump out of the stock at the wrong time. Uh, he, he might be actually holding on to a good stock, good quality stock, but because of the volatility, he got scared and he uh, jumped out. Then he would be actually booking a permanent loss. Correct. So, which is which is not uh, which is not desirable. Which is not desirable. So, if he has decided that I will hold on to this investment for three to four years. Then uh, the uh, volatility in between will not actually affect him uh, because he would have already decided that uh, I'm going to spend time with this stock. Right. Okay. So it is. It is in in short. I would say it is not the when it comes to investment journey. Uh, how your investment behave is less important than how you behave. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you the investments will be volatile, but you should not be volatile. Your thought process should not be volatile. So the, my message to all um, uh, beginners uh, in equity marketers 
your uh, your success in wealth creation journey will dis- be based on your behavior than the investment's behavior correct no that's a that's a great advice that's yeah that's great um the so the parallel i was trying to draw was um that i believe on the uh, so when i when i talk about like uh, long investing i think if i'm not wrong with my terminology there's the opposite uh, way of investing which is like a uh, short trading which would be uh, short selling uh, you are talking about uh, uh, that is a particular when you buy a stock it is called a long uh, position and if you go short if you sell a stock it is called a uh, short position right right okay so long uh, you you are bullish on a particular uh, company uh, the prospects of a company then you buy right okay so uh, you are talking about this this long and short uh, this kind of positions are taken in the futures and option market correct correct okay there are two markets in equity uh, one is cash market where you actually pay the entire money and take the delivery or if you are if you are so if you are bullish on say a particular company then you pay the entire amount and then buy as many stocks as you can buy Correct. and the stock comes into your depository account yes and you are holding on to certain stocks where you are bearish you are not uh, positive about those stocks so you are selling those stocks in the market and the money comes back to your bank account right okay so that is basically a purchase transaction and a sale transaction right so this is in the cash segment okay the cash segment of the market correct now there is a future and future segment of the market futures and options in the future segment of the market you can if you are bullish on a particular company then you can actually buy the stock in future all right okay you can buy the stock future so when you buy the stock future you are not paying the entire money okay for example in cash market the company which you are bullish you bought uh, each stock was 100 rupees so you bought say 100 shares then you are giving 10000 rupees correct okay but in future market uh, you are buying the same stock uh, which is traded at 100 uh, in order to buy that stock you may not have to pay the entire 100 you may have to pay say 25 or 30% of that okay okay so you are that's called a, you are pay, buying the futures of that particular stock you are buying a stock future all right okay so you don't uh, though you have the right if the when the stock goes up you can sell and make profit and if that stock goes down you will have the equal responsibility to make good you you are paying only 30% say for example you are paying say 30% margin means instead of paying the entire 100 rupees you are paying only 30 rupees okay you you paid 30 rupees and bought 100 stock futures of that company okay so you paid only 3000 bucks in the earlier case you had to pay 10000 rupees to have access to 100 shares okay to own 100 shares here you have the same right but you are only paying 30 rupees correct and you still bought 100 shares futures right so you paid the 3000 bucks and you have the future stock future of that particular company of 100 uh, unit now assume that this company stock goes by goes up by say 10 rupee yeah then uh, you make 1000 rupees profit okay okay Uh, you the price stock price goes by twenty rupees up. You make two uh, thousand rupees profit. Got it. Okay. 
what if that company's price goes down by 20 rupees then you actually you will have to pay 2000 rupees to the exchange right got it okay if the stock price goes down by 40 then you will have to pay 4000 rupees to the exchange correct so you get the profit and loss on the amount absolutely absolutely but in the other case where you paid 100 rupees uh, sorry you paid 100 rupees entirely and bought 100 shares by paying 10,000 rupees, even if that stock comes down by 30 or 40 rupees, you will not have to actually worry unduly because you have already paid the money. Correct. Right. Okay. And you can hold on till the time that stock actually comes back. Uh, here in the future market, you will have to, it's called mark to market. So whatever is the difference between your purchase price and the market price, either you'll get that difference or you'll have to pay that difference. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so if you are buying uh, the stock futures, then it is a long position. Okay. You are creating a long position. Right. And if you are bearish on a stock uh, and you want to go short, then what you could do is you can could, could sell um, the stock futures also. Say you were bearish on a particular stock and you sold 100 futures. Okay, and you got say 200 rupees per share. So 200... Um, uh, at 200, you have sold 100, 100 shares stock futures. Right. And if that stock price actually goes from 200 to 250, then you will have to pay 5,000 rupees to the exchange. Right. Then you will you'll keep paying money to the exchange. Correct. And if your call goes right, if the price uh, from 200 where you have sold, it comes down by 50 bucks, then you actually stand to gain. You can score up and take that profit also. Correct. So that is called a short position, going short on the stock future. Correct. So essentially in that, you sell stocks first and then buy. Okay. So it's basically, uh, this is uh, futures and option is basically a hedging mechanism. Okay. But it is, unfortunately, it is used as a um, speculative uh, instrument, which that, that is why people are losing money left, right and center. So if an investor actually uses futures and option, uh, instruments as a hedging equipment, hedging instrument, hedging method, then it is very useful actually. For example, you are holding uh, say 10 lakh worth of portfolio. Okay, you are holding onto a portfolio which is worth 10 lakh. Okay, and you want to hold on to this portfolio for next five years because you are very sure about the quality of the stocks which you are holding. So it's a very stable portfolio which you have created and you are willing to hold for next five years. But suddenly there is something called a COVID kind of situation came in and you are expecting the entire market to tank by 30 or 40 percent. Okay, a situation which you can't, which you are getting a clue, but you do not know whether um, how long it will stay, etc, etc. So you want to protect your investment. So instead of selling a portfolio, what you can do is you can sell the stock futures. Okay, uh, stock futures of the um, uh, stocks which you already hold in the portfolio. Right? So what will happen is you are actually hedging your portfolio. So in case if it, if it tanks, your portfolio will actually uh, lose its value. But on the other side, you are getting money because you have gone short also. All right. Could you give us an example? Yeah. Suppose you are holding a company called ABC in your portfolio. Let us say that you are holding only one stock. Right. 
Right. Okay, you're holding on to a company called ABC in your in your portfolio, which you're holding 100 shares. Okay, and the stock price is 100. So the value is say 10,000. Right? So the value of your portfolio is 10,000 and you want to hold on for next five years. Now you, you are facing an external situation where the market, entire market is likely to come down by 20, 30% for some reason like a COVID-19 situation. But you don't want to sell your stock. You want an alternative uh, method to protect your portfolio. Okay, so what you can do is if that same stock is available in the futures and option market, then you could actually sell the stock futures at the current level. Okay, so if the current market price is 100, you are selling 100 uh, stock futures. Yes. Okay, so you'll have to pay a certain margin. And if that stock actually goes down from 100, it has gone down to say uh, 15. All right. Okay. On a hypothetical situation, let's say that stock has gone down by 50. Uh, then your portfolio value actually comes down. Yeah. But at the same time, you are making profit on your stock same. Correct. Future same. Correct. Got it. So at 50, at 50, what you can do is you can either cover that position and book that profit. Yeah. And continue to hold your portfolio. Got it. So you have already made 50 here and then you are continuing to hold that portfolio and then you are waiting for that market to recover because you know that it is a good stock. Right. Right. Okay. So you the, the stock overall stock market comes back say after three months or four months and the price recovers back to 100 or 110. Uh, you have already made 50 out of the same portfolio here. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So that is how you actually hedge your portfolio. So here, uh, your uh, risk is very limited because you have gone short on 100 units of that company, which you are already holding in your DP, depository. Yes. Okay. So even if that stock, you, you, are, you have sold at 100 and that stock uh, suddenly takes a U-turn and becomes 200, then in the future market, you will have to pay 100 rupees difference. Yeah. Because you sold at 100, you you have gone short at 100 and now it is actually short to, um, you, your calculation went wrong uh, and the stock price shot up to 200. Then the difference you will have to pay to the market is 100 units into 100, 10,000 you have to pay. Correct. But your stock in your holding poor core portfolio has also gone up by 100. Right. So here, even if you are... Even if your calculations have gone wrong, you will not be actually a net loser because you are holding on to the under, same underlying asset. Correct. Correct. Got it. Okay. So the if a person uh, does not have the underlying asset at all, if he is doing a naked sell, that's called a naked sell. Okay. Okay. Naked short position. Where he is not holding the underlying asset. He is just taking a call that the stock is likely to go down. So he is going short. Okay. So in case of that sh sh stock, after he going short, stock takes a reversal and goes up, he will have to make uh, the difference uh, and he will have to pay that loss. Right. And he has no underlying asset which is appreciating along with that reversal. So it's actual loss. In the earlier case, it is not an actual loss because the portfolio is also equally compensated. Right. 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 So that is called the hedging uh, mechanism. 
So if you're using futures and option for as hedging mechanism, it's very healthy. It's a very useful instrument and it can protect the value of your portfolio in any uncertainty. Right. But if you are using it as a speculative instrument, and then um, then it is it is speculation. Correct. Right. So so uh, so what is the options part in futures and options? This what we spoke about was futures, right? Yeah. Option is basically uh, 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 the future is uh, uh, it has uh, uh, it doesn't actually expire the option. There is something called call and put option. For example, I'll I'll give you a simple example. Visual. Uh, imagine you are a you have uh, you are a mango. Uh, you have got mango orchids and uh, you are a farmer. Okay, you have you are expecting you have uh, you are going to have say hundred. Uh, quintals of uh, mango at the end of the harvesting situation season. Right. Okay, you are expecting a harvest of nearly 100 quintal when the harvesting season comes in. Yeah. Okay. And the present price of mango is say 50 rupees per kg in the wholesale market. So you want to protect, uh, you are not sure when the harvesting season actually comes when you will actually take the crop, whether the market will have the same price or not. Correct. Okay. You are saying that my cost of production is 25 rupees. So if I get 50 rupees per kg, I'm good. Yeah. Right. And But the harvesting is say three months away. Yeah. The harvesting season is three months away. So you do not know what will happen between now and next three months. Okay. But you are expecting that you will have at least say 1000 uh, quintals of uh, uh, mango. Correct. Okay. So you are going to the future market and selling the mango futures to the extent of 100, say, 1000 quintal, whatever quantity you are expecting. Right. Okay. Yeah. So what have you done? You have sold uh, the estimated uh, harvesting, whatever you are likely to produce, you have sold in the future market and protected your downside. Okay. Okay. So even if this. Even if after three months, even if the mango price is 35 rupees per kg, you will still get 50 because you have already sold the mango futures. Right. Correct. Okay. And now you want you have a second thought. You're saying that in case if the mango price is, uh, is uh, well above 50. Yeah. Okay. Then I want that upside also. So in that case, what will happen is you are going back to this future trader and saying that I want to buy the call option of Mango at say 55 rupees. Okay. So that means uh, if the Mango prices uh, uh, are uh, above 50, 55, then you will have the right to own that much of Mangoes. You are buying a call option. So if the price goes above 55, you will have the right to buy that uh, whatever you are actually sold or have a counter position. Okay. But what will happen is this, this call uh, option will have an expiry. It will have a price. So you will say that, okay, you need to pay say, 7 rupees for each call. Okay. And it is valid for say one month or two months. Okay. So for uh, you have paid 7 rupees for ha having that call. Okay. And if if the mango price is around 45 uh, after three months, then you can actually let this call expire. So you will lose only seven rupees. Okay, got it. 
Okay. If the mango price is above 55, then you can actually exercise that call option where you will have the right for those mangoes above that level. Then you can sell at a higher price also. Okay. Okay. So, so if your if your calculation goes wrong, you can let it expire. So whatever you paid as a call money, that is seven rupees, you will lose only that. So you know what is your downside. But upside is unlimited. Is call a, a, a thing to exercise when you want to buy something? If I were to put it simply. Huh. And if you want to sell, then you can you can either sell a call or you can buy a put. Oh, okay. 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 If you if you buy a put, then you are actually going short. Okay. Right. And if you sell a put, then you are actually buying a call. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So, so here in call and so, but what you have to remember is whenever you are selling, whether it is a call or put, then your risk is unlimited. Okay. Yeah. If you are selling a call or if you are selling a put, then you are a writer, you are an option writer. So option writer will carry more risk. Okay. Because if the other person exercises, you are bound to fulfill that. But if you are buying a call or if you are buying a put, then your downside is limited to the price which you have paid. Okay. For example, I want to buy call for mangoes at 55. Yeah. Okay. So someone has to sell. Yes. Correct. Okay. So suppose you are selling. You are saying that, okay, I will sell the call. Okay. You pay me 7 rupees. Okay. Okay. So what are you basically saying? You are saying that if mango price... As at 55 and above, I will give you 100 uh, and what I have to pay now is only 7. Right. Okay. And if I, uh, if the if it price goes up, then I will exercise my call. Correct. Then you will, you will be bound to fulfill that commitment. Yeah. So what if the price touches 100? You are bound, you are full, you have to fulfill that commitment. Yeah. Right. Because I'll say that I need 100k, 100 tons of or 100 quintals of mango, whatever I bought. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the price difference you'll have to make good. Correct. Because you sold, you gave me the commitment. Right. Yeah. And I only bought and for buying, I had to pay only a premium. The premium was only 7 rupees. Got it. Yes. So if I, if I, if my calculation goes wrong, then I will actually just let that uh, call expire. So my loss is only 7 rupees. Got it. But in your case, that is not the case because you have written, you have given a commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it is actually for a novice investor, beginner, it is actually better to avoid futures and option market. Okay. Because uh, uh, it is uh, very dynamic. There are too many factors involved. Though theoretically it might look very simple, but in practical uh, it is very complicated because there is a lot of liquidity aspects also which are involved. If a particular commodity or a stock uh, future is not traded, uh, if there is no liquidity, uh, whether it is called or put or futures, if there is a liquidity factor, then you know the, the actual cash market price will be in a different zone and the, the, the future market will be in a different zone. So your calculation need not actually go very well. So there are various aspects 
uh which are involved in the futures market which are more complicated than in a cash market got it so but if you are actually using that for hedging your portfolio then one can actually very peacefully sit and create a uh, hedging mechanism right uh, appropriate hedging mechanism and protect your portfolio that will be the wisest thing to do right yeah the riskiest thing to do is not having any portfolio to underlying asset but still uh, you know taking a position in the futures and option market uh, is actually the most dangerous thing because you can lose the entire capital thanks for listening to this week's episode of finbits